because so often women struggle with initiating and they think it's because they don't want to be in masculine energy, but actually everyone struggles with initiating because it's vulnerable. Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. I also want to give a quick plug for the Activate Mastermind, which is now enrolling. This is a year long container for established soul led entrepreneurs, female leaders, wellness leaders who are looking to have a full year of high touch, high level support. This mastermind is unique in the way that we focus on you first as a woman, as a human alive, alive in your life, feeling happy, feeling joyful, feeling at ease and also allow that to ripple into your business and grow your business through grounded strategy, soul aligned strategy, so that you're taking action in a direction that feels really freaking good for you. And you're building wealth from the inside out. This includes absolutely everything I could possibly put into a mastermind that has helped me in my growth journey and my most successful clients. This includes, of course, mindset intensives and energy talk, energy work. You get access to my feminine embodiment, feminine leadership and confidence program, soul revival. You get access, of course, to monetize your magic. You get access to all of my programs. So all of the more strategy heavy, like monetize your magic, Instabiz growth accelerator, and all of the exciting new programs that I have planned for the next year, you'll have access to. So you get access to everything. You also get monthly one-on-one calls. You get rolling group boxer support. You get bi-weekly group calls. So you stay plugged into this energy energy. The biggest shift that I've seen in my business, of course, strategy is helpful. Learning the basics is amazing for starting and growing your business. If you are already at that point, you've already done that. Then what really makes massive leaps and changes is the activation is you feeling alive. You feeling lit up that energy coming through your Instagram, through your content, through the screen to your community and lighting them up as well. It's this ripple effect of light, of healing, of alive and activation into our communities. If this is something that is making you so excited just listening to it. If you're already getting that activation, if you are activated by a lot of these podcast episodes, by masterclasses, by my content, and you're wanting to go deeper and you're really wanting to find massive growth, it's amazing, absolutely amazing what can happen in a year, like unrecognizable growth. I love it. It's beautiful. And I would love to support you in that process. If this sounds like you 
definitely fill out an application. We'll see if you are an amazing match for this. If you have questions and you want to chat about it first, go ahead and DM me on Instagram at Kat Sanuski. I'm happy to chat with you. Of course, as always love connecting with you regardless. And I will definitely be open and honest, whether this is a good fit for you after asking a couple questions about your business. So if that's something that you want to chat through a little bit deeper, go ahead and reach out. I'm so freaking excited. This is going to be an amazing group of women who are going to be on fire for the next year. If you don't already know the song that like completely was downloaded to me after this program was downloaded to me was Alicia Keys girl on fire. And I got full body chills. It's so freaking good. I wish I could play it for you right now, but if you go to my Instagram, you can have that song with all the details in my highlight as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Melissa Keenan, who is the go-to confidant for high-powered female CEOs. She helps them access their feminine energy as a 10 times growth strategy. Her clients produce more while doing less by mastering their feminine CEO, accessing their power through things like intimacy and connection. Melissa is a keynote speaker, USA Today bestselling and international bestselling author, as well as host of the interview series, Chronicles of High-Powered Female CEO. Welcome, Melissa. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hi, thank you. And you, where are you tuning in from? Reno, Nevada. Yes, Reno, Nevada. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited for this conversation and just reading your bio, I'm like, oh, we have like so many juicy directions that we can take this in. But before we jump into that, do you mind letting us know how you became an author, a keynote speaker, a coach for high powered female CEOs and what led you on this path? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's funny because how I answer that is shifting a little bit right now. I've just been having some self-discovery and really realizing how much, like literally since I was in second grade, I had this like vision of helping the world. (laughs) And that has, you know, been expressed in different iterations throughout my life. But I think that my story really begins with my female ancestors because they all endured some of the most horrendous things that you can endure in a lifetime. And so because of that, I've just always had this fire in me that I couldn't really understand. I couldn't really like wrap my head and heart around what I felt. But this like rebellious spirit for women and for myself to be able to be free and fully self-expressed and living a life of like wholeness and fulfillment and like refusing to settle for anything less than that. And so as it goes, right, my childhood was uh, really, really, really difficult. I had a really hard childhood and uh, my dad passed away when I was 12. My parents divorced when I was nine. My mom lost custody of me. So I lived with my aunt and uncle through my teen years. And I was pretty certain I wasn't going to have a family. I would just cringe thinking about how destructive family had been for me. But when I was 18, I started investigating the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And they're huge on family. 
family and my heart really shifted and it was like, well, maybe I could have a family. And then I dove in with both feet and I was married and had my first child by the time I was 21, had three kids by the time I was 25. And then my husband came forward one day and let me know that he had had a secret addiction um, for the first five years of our marriage, which was like, what the crap? This was everything that I was trying to avoid happening, you know, like the church and all this stuff was supposed to be like insurance that I was going to have a great life and it didn't work out that way. And so when all of that really like hit, I was faced with a lot of introspection. And I mean, I called, I asked my husband to move out and we were separated for six months. And I call that the six months that I cried on my bathroom floor, because that's pretty much the main memory I have, even though I had three little kids that were all still in diapers in some capacity. It really got me like recognizing that trying to perfect my way through life was actually making me miserable. And I had to like approach like if I really was that serious about living the way that I believe a woman should get to live (laughs) in her life, then I had to go about it a different way. I had to like go deeper into myself, which is where I learned that I had lived my whole life in masculine energy. I had lived my whole life without ever experiencing true intimacy because I had this fortress built around me to protect me. And so going through that, I now look at that period of time as like, the biggest gift. And that was what launched me into kind of finally recognizing what my platform was supposed to be in helping the world. My little second grade dream of helping the world, you know, was really about helping women, helping women to uh, access all parts of themselves and heal and, and have the depths of everything that we want while creating massive vision in our empires. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for that vulnerability and for letting us in on the whole path here. I think that's so important and something that more women should be open about talking about because a lot of people experience these these things, as you know, like this is your work and being able to connect at that level, I know is so important for our listeners. And I just really appreciate that. And I feel for you and I'm sorry that you've been through that. And I love to see just how beautifully you've risen from that and created such a gorgeous business and helping other women through that. And that being said, what point or like, how did you begin to develop this deeper layer of intimacy for yourself so that you could really show up in in more of a whole way in your life? Well, you know, no matter what stage a woman comes to me, it's it's always fascinating to me that we have to start with intimacy with herself. No one talks about this. What is intimacy with myself? But I believe I love the breakdown of intimacy into into me see. And so it starts by really having that intimacy with yourself, parts of yourself that you have pushed away or you have rejected or that you have felt like the world has pushed away or rejected. It's like restoring those and, and gathering those parts and, and seeing them with honesty and, and love and compassion. And that was the work that I had to do initially myself as well. And that was, I mean, you know, for me, that was also kind of, kind of the beginning of personal development. I mean, I had seen a therapist most of my life, (laughs) given everything I had gone through. I think I saw my first therapist when I was 12, but like never really with this intention of really understanding myself. So that's the beginning because we can only really be seen. Women always 
feel alone. We want to be seen. We want to be understood. We want to be known and valued for the core of who we are, not just what we can produce or what we can do. And no one can see us deeper than we're willing to see ourselves. It's impossible. And likewise, we're unable or incapable of seeing another person more deeply than what we see ourselves. And so that was the work that I had to do. And, you know, clearly my husband had issues that he had to work through and resolve as well. So he kind of was going through the same process. And we would try to come back together. We would crash, right? Like a a car crash. And then like, okay, go back to your own lane. Just work in your own lane, work on yourself. And then slowly over time, we were able to like actually merge together. And those periods of time where we could like be close would be longer and longer before the car crash would come. So I learned something so powerful there. I think most women raised in this day and age were conditioned from the moment that we can put our feet on the ground. Doing is valued over being. What you can produce, what you can achieve, those are the things you're praised for. Like no one ever said to you as a kid, you know, I just love how you rest. (laughs) I love how you take good care of yourself by, you know, doing self-care practices. Like people were not saying that to us as children. It was like, oh, look, at what you can do. Look at what you can achieve. Push yourself harder. Don't cry. Suck it up. Like all these things, you know, uh, for men and women. And so all of that is in the theme of masculine energy. And then, you know, you step into the business world and it's like, it is only about what you can do, what you can achieve, what you can accomplish. How can you fit even more into every given minute of every day? (laughs) And that, that actually really disconnects us from intimacy with ourselves and intimacy with those around us. So, good. And and I totally see that as well with the masculine energy. And I know this is such a hot topic with masculine and feminine and finding more ease in the process and tapping more into that. What is your favorite way to tap into that and to build intimacy in yourself? So, and how does that impact, how do you see that impacting your business directly once you take the time to do that? I think often we just push our emotions away. That's like the first thing, right? It's like, well, I don't have time for these emotions. And really our emotions are that window into intimacy with ourselves, into our feminine energy and into kind of that magical space. When we're in the doing, very rarely does the inspiration come like when we're right in the middle of all the doing, right? So it's really easy when we're in the middle of that doing to lose sight of the vision and lose sight of like those downloads or that inspiration that can come about like, what is the next step or whatever? We have to create create a little space for those. And our emotions are like an automatic, they're already there. <laughs> they're like literally begging you to slow down for a minute and feel. That is like, you know, key number one, step number one. And nobody, you know, everyone I think right now kind of thinks, oh yeah, I've already done the emotions thing. I got that, right? But it's fascinating, no matter who I work with, there's more around emotions that we haven't really accessed. So, and it doesn't have to take forever. Often we think, well, I don't have time to deal with all those feelings. But if we don't, we literally like put our heart and we sidestep our whole power. I would put it into a box and then we go work over here until we get to the point where we don't even recognize ourselves in the mirror. So literally pausing when you notice internal discomfort and taking a moment to feel. Then the feelings are not the end all be all. Feelings are really like a compass that are leading us to what is 
super valuable to us, what we really desire. And so as we listen to those feelings, we get to listen deeper to what it is that we really desire. And as we follow that, we create a magical life. And that, of course, impacts our business. You know, I remember one woman who came in to work with me and her relationships were a mess. She was kind of dating like multiple people at once and none of them knew about the other ones. And, (laughs) you know, it was one of these. It was just like because she couldn't break up with the ones she didn't really like. She couldn't decide what she really wanted and all these things. But that same sort of ambiguity was also showing up in her business. It was like hard to make decisions and like, is this really the right way that I want to go? Even though she was experiencing massive success, she was running a six figure business. When we did this work, like everything that was unnecessary, just like kind of shook out. It was very clear. She was able to like break up with the people she didn't want to be with anymore and open her heart to new dating opportunities. She became like a magnet. And then clients also started to like just magnetize towards her, the ones that she really wanted to work with. So it was fascinating because no one says, oh, the way you do relationships is also related to the way you do your business. But like, you know, what you do anywhere is what you do everywhere. Right. And I know you do a lot of works with relationships outside of work and how that correlates in your working relationships and your business success. So when you're working with someone like that, for example, which area do you focus on first? Is it on the actual personal relationships? And how does that tie in together? Like, can you give a couple of other examples of if someone is looking at their personal relationships and wondering like, oh, how is this showing up in my business or vice versa is the way that I'm showing up in my business and the success there impacting the success of my relationship. It's not really a like one for one. And I don't see a consistent pattern with this. Like some women will come to me and we will talk a lot about her relationships first. And then I'm the one that ties it in and goes, oh, okay. So you identified this. How does this show up in your business? One woman came in and we were talking a lot about her past relationships. And then it was like, okay, well, how does that relate to money? And she had this huge aha that the whole way she experienced money had to do with her abusive ex. And it was literally like, even though she had already divorced and was moved on, had moved into her, you know, her own home with her daughter and everything. It was like, everything I do with money has to do with what he uh, would say and do and how he approached money. So we worked on just decoupling that. And it was this like synchronistic, you know, every session was like, okay, a little about business, a little bit about relationships. And then of course that opened her up to again, dating. And she had this whole vision of like, I want to be like this light that just radiates my light and a similar light is going to find me and just come to me. And that's exactly what happened. (laughs) So cool. And then, you know, I've also had women where they're so obsessed with their business, which I totally get because I'm this way too, that they just get on, they want to talk business every time. And then I'm like, great, we go there. And then it's like, okay, now how does this show up in your relationships? What's going on? You know, like, oh, I'm super anxious about this thing. And I want this whole thing to work out perfectly. And she's telling me about what she's building in her business. And then it's like, and what's been happening over here? And it's like, oh, yeah, like my 
my husband hasn't hardly paid attention to me all week and I'm so anxious and I'm then her heart really comes forward and we get to like do that that merging and it's funny because if you google right now compartmentalization you will find article after article about how to compartmentalize um you know your family life and your work life that's what you find but compartmentalization is actually extremely detrimental for us it's not natural for us to try to separate out parts of ourselves whether you're a man or a woman but women especially it's like everything is related you know you can't just you can't be going through a divorce and all these things right and then expect to just be this shining radiant thing in your boardroom you know when you come home and you're dealing with all this heavy stuff like and so we've got to have tools around how to merge this and do so successfully until very recently there hasn't even been a workplace environment where that's even safe you know I have a client who shares a story that she was going through that. She just had found out her husband was gay and the marriage was over. And I mean, this is like devastating, right? And so she had her own office and there were times when she would close the door and she would cry and whatever. Well, some people saw her and reported her to the uppers saying like, we think she's mentally unstable. So, and that was like 15 years ago. Like, so it's not, (laughs) it's not been that long. And I know that stuff like that still exists. That's why this conversation is so important. Like it just goes to show like how absolutely ridiculous just because you have tears coming down your cheeks does not mean anything about your mental stability. Yes. And I think that also a lot of what you were just saying there ties back to that whole woman growth is like focusing on one aspect, like when it's really every aspect and how they all play in together and overlap and help each other or bring each other down as well. I know that you also like with a masculine and feminine and being more more in the feminine, especially in those intimate relationships is a lot more about allowing the man to pursue you, allowing to have more of that leaned back approach. Are there certain specific ways? I I always find this so fascinating, especially in intimate relationships, welcoming in more of this feminine flow. And I'm wondering how can women lean back and feel more of this pursuing from the man rather than being the pursuer or the initiator all the time? I love this conversation around initiation. So I would actually say that probably the imagery around leaning back kind of could get muddy. I wouldn't necessarily like use that to describe feminine energy because we women are so good at playing it cool and coy. And then the message we're sending is not interested. (laughs) Right. So, so uh, the conversation around initiation, we think initiation must be masculine energy. You know, if you even just think about initiating sex, it's like, okay, who's the person who's going to say that first thing or make that first move? And surely that must be masculine energy. But actually, initiation doesn't have an energy uh, associated with it. You can initiate by being a pursuer, and that's in masculine energy, or you can initiate by inviting. And that's in feminine energy. I love that conversation because so often women struggle with initiating and they think it's because they don't want to be in masculine energy, but actually everyone struggles with initiating because it's vulnerable. (laughs) Because you set yourself up for the potential for rejection. What am I going to do with the feelings if that happens? Like, how can I handle the feelings? That's where we go. So I think that we get to be really a lot more creative around this conversation with feminine energy. 
energy than I think some people out there are talking about it. Really feminine energy at the core is a woman's ability to tap into the truth of who she really is and live from that place. Like a woman who is just full and happy and radiant and inviting and not out to prove herself, doesn't have to outshine anybody, but never afraid to shine. That is attractive to everyone. Women, children, men, everyone is attracted to that. That's really what feminine energy is. And because from that space, so this is where it gets tricky. Often I'll see for high-level business women, especially, we uh, have practiced a lot more of our masculine energy. And we need our masculine energy in these places and spaces where we're asked to lead. It's how we got to where we are. You know, I work with seven plus figure businesswomen. It's like, this is how she got to where she is by really employing that masculine energy. It's the question of, do I need to be in masculine energy all the time? Do I need to be in leadership all the time? Because so often the conversation is like, I wish I didn't have to do everything. I wish I didn't have to be in charge of everything. But when she goes home, does she allow her husband to be in charge? Does she even welcome his leadership or how he would go about it or what he would you know, encourage for the family or these sorts of things? Does she let him know that she wants him to lead even in the bedroom, right? Some of these things. So it's real fun. Like when I work with women and and then sometimes I work with couples as well, playing with sub-dom dynamic in the bedroom is really fun because especially for women who are constantly in leadership, they are, we are the alpha yes. <laughs> right? To go into some of this role play and take the submissive role in sex is so fun. It's Tell like us about that. Like what, what would that, what would be an example of that? It can kind of step into BDSM a bit. It just depends on how far you want to take it. So it's always good to have like a, like a tap out word, like a safe word. That's like, I don't want to do the role play anymore mm-hmm. because obviously, especially if you've had any sexual trauma or anything like that, like you need to be able to step out when you want to, but it's so fun. Okay. What does that look like? You asked me. <laughs> Basically, so some examples. Okay, here's here's a fun example from a couple that we worked with recently. She decided to be called Sabrina because it's like submissive, sub right? And and then she called him Dom for dominant. And when they started to call each other that at any any day when they start calling each other that, it's like it's number one, it's like an invitation to play. Hey, we're like playing now. Uh, So that automatically invites play into the relationship. Mm -hmm. And then he is now he might act more forceful, more like do as I say, more even maybe kind of offensive. (laughs) And then she acts more kind of playful, inviting. They really enter the chase, you know? Mm -hmm. So he might say things like, get over here. And she might be like, no, no. Like, um, it's just this real playful thing, you know, or, or, and then of course it can like go, you know, into things like There's maybe, levels, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he wants to tie her up or, or, you know, or whatever, um, stuff like that. Um, that is really fun to play with when you're used to being in masculine energy all the time. Hmm. 
So for those high-powered CEO women that are used to being in that energy, how do you see that shift in their personal life play into their business? Do you see that like reflect back heavily as well? It's huge. I love these questions because I can tell that you get it. (laughs) Most people are like, hey, what does this have to do? Where did we just go? Right, right, right. (laughs) No, I love it. It's all like re-sparked and she, now she's back in her butterflies. Now she's back in like the mm. magic of her life and her feet hit the ground and she's excited for a new day and whatever. Of course, that's going to affect the yeah. way she shows up in her business. All of a sudden, she's got more inspiration and more ideas are flowing in and she's braver and she's more courageous to step out and do some things that maybe, you know, she was too in her head around. And more than anything, I think that when you start to find that flow between the two of your masculine and feminine energy, you are more in tune with the truth of who you are. You just... Mm feel I believe it's part of how we access heaven on earth like we don't have to wait for or when we die you know to to feel things are really really good we can access that now and I think that most business women understand the value of managing their energy because it's like you've had to do some of that in order to get to where you're at but most women do not understand the value that like sex and sex magic can play into the management of your energy and for most women it's like oh it's like on the to-do list sex is on the to-do list it's at the bottom it's something like I want I want to have a romantic relationship or I'm in a marriage and I want to make my husband happy like I can't tell you how often that's the conversation when it's like you actually have a pleasure organ you were made that way Uh, women's bodies are the only bodies made that have a pleasure organ like that's there for a reason your sensuality is a gift and it can be part of your energy management for how you show up in your business. Yeah, I think that really plays into being able to tap into your desires and being more lit up in your business and having that switch. It it reminds me of what you were talking about before with like the initiating and like who does that. If you have this process where you have this like secret code where you know it's a very playful way to also initiate while still being in more of not the leaned back, but more of the feminine energy and more of the ooh playful, like be the pursuer and I'm a allowing myself to be pursued energy. And in my day to day, it doesn't look like I don't switch one on and switch one off. And I'm not sitting around thinking about it all the time because really accessing your energy in this way, it's more about being and less about doing. It's really actually about getting out of your head. So a lot of times when you're first learning about masculine feminine energy, there's a lot in the mind that's going on because we only have the ability to see this stuff through the masculine, which is our our mind. So the work I do is really about bringing all that into your embodied state. So like my day to day might look like my husband and I sometimes will even send each other sexy texts during the day. Like it's when I get off this call, I'll have a little break where I'll just go relax. I'll go sit outside. I'll walk outside with bare feet because that helps me really get grounded and present like beautiful ebb and flow throughout my whole day. And that's really the goal is like just feeling like I'm honoring myself all the time. Yes. So permission to create space in your schedule. (laughs) definitely having that mix of meetings and then time for yourself and time to do what makes you happy, whatever that is time to do things that may, that give you joy throughout the day. I was telling Melissa actually, before we hopped on this podcast episode that I just came from boot camp 
class. It's like meetings, calls, you know, things that light you up and having that ebb and flow. I love that so much. And the last question that I want to ask you that I ask everyone on the show is what does it look like or what does it mean to you to be a wealthy and well woman where this is the wealthy and well woman show? I love that integral in my message as well. Um, I think and yours as well. I think for me, it's accessing my divine nature as much as possible. I think right now I am like at 10% a day. Even though this is my work, even though this is what I talk about all the time, even though this is what I help my clients with all the time, I'm like at 10% a day. And I think, I think I would love for that to go up. I think Mm. that real true wealth is something that we build like a wellspring inside of us that spills out and certainly affects our bank account and certainly affects our leadership as we build out our businesses or work in the boardroom or whatever and certainly affects our relationships but it really it starts from within and so it's about it is about accessing heaven on earth like I believe we're each channels for that and and as long as we keep this conversation around wealth looking so masculine we're missing so much of what life has to offer us so good so true thank you so much where can our listeners find you and plug into more of your magic yeah absolutely i have a facebook group called women manifesting intimacy so you're welcome to just go give that a search in facebook if you're there otherwise you can go check out my free intimacy guide the four steps to getting more and that's just on my website at www.melissakeenan.com and i also run an interview series for seven plus figure business women so you can find more information about that as well on the website. Perfect. Thank you so much. All those links will be in the show notes as well. We loved having you on today. And again, thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it. And I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the wealthy and well woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there and I cannot wait to connect you with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.